Welcome to As You Were, a podcast about Alkaline Trio, where every week we talk about one Alkaline Trio song. This week, it's Blackbird. Well, 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 what do we have here? I don't think anyone expected him to say that. I was not expecting to see you this weekend. Yeah, um... You know, I we've we've talked about it a few times, but we we record some of these in chunks. You know, some of the shorter main episodes, and we had a different episode planned for this week. We were all kind of uh, kind of hit with the same news that all y'all out there were hit with. We got there's a new Uncline Trio record coming out, and we knew that was happening, but we were not prepared for this reality manifesting as quickly as it did. There was a little bit of a little bit of rumbling that they were together. David David knows people, so I had some inside information. I had seen some things, and uh, that's why I was making all those Nine Lives jokes because it felt like that was going to be the route they headed for album title and what they were doing. But no, I was wrong. Uh, and you lost the bet. I lost the bet with the world. So now you're you're you got to put your underpants up the flagpole. Uh huh. I'm very very embarrassed by this. But salute uh, your shorts. But yeah. So Wednesday when that uh, when Interpunk leaked that pre-order and track list and title and all that, um, kind of kind of a shock. I didn't think it was coming this quick. And and this is also for for the two of us. This is sort of a whirlwind of a time because. The Patreon launched mm-hmm. on Tuesday, and I gotta say, I'm pretty overwhelmed. I I did not expect it to go Me as well as it did. Neither. I think uh, that we came in with kind of like you know, the expectations are what they are. Yeah. And they were more than exceeded within the first few days. And it was funny when we recorded the episode that was supposed to air this week which we did right after the cringe episode. And, you know, I say something along the lines of like, so great that all of y'all donated on the Patreon this week and kind of look at, at you and I'm like, right, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, it's, it's, that happened. Yeah, you know, it was very much us trying to be like, well, maybe no one will have, and we're saying that almost sarcastically. Yeah. But genuinely, like, thank you to everyone who did. Um, on Thursday, the same day, the song went up, Blackbird, like, we posted a very long Patreon episode. We posted it wide because we want everyone to get a taste of what we're going to be doing there. We've got some cool stuff planned for you actual Patreon donors, so you know, don't sweat it. That'll be coming very soon, and I think you're really, really going to like it. I'm really excited about it. I don't want to say what it is just yet, but it's going to be cool. It's it's super exciting, and I think like you know, you and I were both kind of. I, I feel like a lot of us out in this in this this current uh this climate that we're in we're all tired yeah. we're all we're all fucking tired and it's and it's hard to to continue to stay i guess focused and not feel like the entire world is just stomping you further and further into a hole yes recording that episode for me that 1998 episode was just like this is the first thing i've been excited about in a goddamn month and i think we recorded the cringe episode after and a couple more. And I think that just that excitement you, the both of us had like carried over in those episodes, like listening to the cringe episode, like we sound excited because it's nice to do that. And it's nice to break from the form a little bit, but still talk about, you know, the main focus of what this podcast is. So it's really cool to like, get to break and come back and, and do these different things with different people. And just, you know, 
also know that it's like going to people who are excited too. That's it's really fun to hear from all you guys. As you know, we launched the Twitter at As You Were Pod, and a bunch of you have been hitting us up. That's been super cool. It's like really exciting to see who's listening to this and what they like, what they maybe dislike. I don't know. It's it's, it's fun. It's, yeah, and it's fun too. I think because you know we're in the we're in the earliest parts of this, and to see the people who are with us right now. You know, it's nice to just be like, oh, all right, cool. Like, I I know your names. I know, there. right? Like, it's I, I know I know what uh, I know what what people are thinking out there and and what they like and what they don't like. I think that there is, you know, maybe a feeling that's that's shared amongst you know all 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 walks of uh, of listeners of this podcast mm-hmm. that when the alkaline trio announce a new record that you and I are just we're just ready to take a big steam and dump on it they're not wrong they're not wrong I will say seeing the artwork which I don't like and seeing some of the track titles like demon and division or sweet vampire it d- didn't instill a lot of hope in me pale blue ribbon. Uh, it's a little tough to look at. Yeah, yeah. I I would need to look at it in front of me. There's a few others where I'm kind of like, hmm. But Blackbird, the track, premiered on Thursday. I fucking like it. I like it too. I like it actually quite a bit. Um, I was literally, I woke up on Thursday. I didn't listen to it right away, uh, but I. I got messages from some people and like texts from some friends who were like, yo, like, have you heard the new trio song? Like, it's awful. And I was like, really? Oh, I haven't heard it yet. And then they were like, yo, Matt's totally lost it. Like, this this is just so bad. And I played it and I texted him back and I was like, no. I was like, did you not hear Eating Me Alive or like Draculina? Like, this I would take any day of the week over that. And, uh, I like this song. Um, I didn't know what to expect. The first listen was kind of like trying to figure out like uh, what was going on. But the more I kind of like delved into it, I think it's got a really good chorus. I, I like that Matt's not writing super straightforward parts anymore. Yeah. Uh, that was refreshing. There's a whole confidence to the in- the entirety of it. I feel like Matt's vocals, they... He seems to have developed like a bit of a like a slightly English leaning accent. There's a little There's bit a, of that. A little bit of it. Um and I was like just listening to I've been dude, if you want to have fun, psychedelic furs mm-hmm. discography. Sure. It it's fucking fantastic. Yeah. And when I heard that one, I was like, well, I mean you did cover them. So yeah. it makes sense. But like anyway. A little bit, a little bit of a, a little bit of a put on there on the on the vocal, but the thing starts out strong. It just gets better. It sounds fantastic. The guitars yeah. on this track are huge. They're really huge. Uh, my biggest fear going into this record was not necessarily them writing bad songs, but I was worried that. Matt, they were going to maybe have John Feldman produce it, who did the most recent Blink record. And that's like my least favorite production style. 
you know, this is very clean and it's pretty glossy. Yeah. But that stuff is so big and there's so much like panning and bells and whistles and it sounds so, so sterile. Do we know who produced this? Cameron Webb. Now, who's um, that? Cameron Webb has produced a lot of things over the years, some good, some bad. Uh, I believe he produced all of Damnesia. Okay. Um, so that, you know, that was a first kind of go around with the Alkaline Trio that I'm aware of. He's done stuff like Ignite back in the day, some early hardcore, but then he did stuff like Godsmack. Uh, he's kind of like, uh, he's done Motorhead. He's done, he's done stuff kind of all across the board. He doesn't have necessarily one defined style he does, which honestly I think kind of works for this a little more than going with someone that they've done a full record with before. Yeah, I mean, there's a whole vigor to it. Yeah. I think that that's kind of the most exciting thing is hearing it is that it comes out and it, it doesn't seem to be complacent. And I yeah. think that that has been the biggest problem with this band is that the last couple records have not felt like they're trying very hard. I, I'm going to draw a, a parallel here to another band who I really like. And I, I don't think fell as far on the most recent material, but that's against me. Band I really loved and what I loved out of them especially on like reinventing Eternal Cowboy and uh, Former Clarity is that the songs, even though they were catchy and hooky, weren't super straightforward. You know, it's not an A, B, A, B, C, B, B structure. Right. Um, and I think there's this tendency in people, especially who come from punk, who start writing songs like young and don't really know what they're doing to then be like, oh, well, this is the songwriting conventions. Like if I'm doing this, that makes it good. You know, this is the right way to do it. Right. And that's not incorrect, but I do think sometimes it can be a little boring. You know, I I it's this, I always say that, like, the thing that makes me most angry with art, be it TV or movies or music, is I would rather see someone try something and fail than just kind of, like, do the safe thing. Like, yeah. the, the mediocrity is more upsetting to me than something that's actually bad. And I think that that's kind of where... You know, you veer into a territory with this band where the last few records, they're so easy to shit on what Matt is talking about lyrically because the songwriting just feels so lethargic. Yes. This track comes in and it's hitting on all cylinders and you listen to the lyrics, they're dumb as fuck. Super dumb. I don't give a shit. Yeah, I mean... It's a great song. It's great. I think Matt's riff in that verse is one of the stranger ones I think he's put on a record in 10 plus years. Yeah. Dan's bass part is awesome. And Derek is actually playing in the way he should have been playing on the last few records of like really kind of going for it, throwing in a lot of stuff, not overplaying, but like back to that like good morning style of like I'm playing a punk song, but I'm going to throw some like interesting dynamic flourishes in it. And that's what really jumped out to me is like, I could see why someone would bristle with it, but with with modern Alkaline Trio, like the lyrics are not really what I'm here for, and that's no like hate on them, but like they, it's, it's not bleeder, and it's, it's and not bleeder, and it's not going to try to be, and that's fine, honestly. Yeah. Like I actually prefer this to him trying to do bleeder. Like I would rather him write this song and write good vocal melodies and kind of like do what I think made some of the early material charming of like taking a kind of like cringy cliche metaphor and just playing around with it for a little bit. Mm -hmm. Like I, I, I've always hated songs where it's like, 
the guy comparing a woman to a car or like you know it's like <laughs> sure. this is a step away from like she was a fast machine she kept her motor clean yeah um but when he hits the chorus i don't even give a shit yeah like the, i think that chorus hook is good i, I think honestly this uh, the song and the way that like the verse kind of bleeds into the chorus where the you know we're still we're working you know 70 miles an hour during that that verse and the chorus just goes seventy five. Yeah, it's a lot like War Brain, you know. It how is that just yeah. like falls into it. Uh, the song that this reminded me most of, and you know, is, is actually something that makes me really happy, is the song "Fire Down Below," which came out in the 07 Warp Tour comp, and that came out after Crimson, Pre Agony, and Irony. I remember hearing that song and like loving it. I still really like that song. I think it's a great version of them kind of like taking the crimson ethos of throwing some bells and whistles at stuff while still writing interesting compositions. And I don't think Matt for me has written a song that good since then. But like this song, I was like, yo, like if I went and saw them play and they played this, I'd be fucking down. Yeah. Like I'm I'd with be, it. I'd be very down. And I, I really like, I think that there's, there's a good amount of like rise against influence that I found in it, especially mm. with like the guitar lead that comes after uh, the chorus. Yes. And I think just like the drive to it and the feeling like this is maybe the first time that they've taken a step that's just like, we're going to make this big. We yeah. want to sound like a big fucking rock band um, that should play at, you know, 2000, 2000 cap. Uh, yeah halls and shit like no that. totally i i this to me is like what i think in a different time frame like if agony and irony is skewed towards this like them doing their thing but writing bigger hooks yeah i i think you know we'd have a completely different history which is why i like the album title kind of alluding to them like as a band kind of having some bad luck you know of yeah. like I've read about Dan talking about how after Crimson, like there was some friction with Vagrant and they felt that record didn't get promoted as much and like the one and done major label deal and just kind of all these things like, well, I mean, look at rise against, yeah, you know, yeah, you, you look at that band and how they graduated into the spot that they're in now seamlessly. Totally. And, you know, I find myself talking about this band more and more. I think as, as, as it would go, but, you know, having a recent conversation with someone who's not from here yeah, saying, so what, what is it with Alkaline Trio? Yeah. Because there's such a community that's around this band that, you know, you, you meet so many people who love this band and you're, you're wondering how this doesn't like translate into them just being a touring machine. Totally. And this is the type of record that, you know, had they made it in 2007, this is what would have propelled them, I think. This is what would have, you yeah, know, helped yeah. them to graduate outside of that, just, you know, not very well-kept secret. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, obviously this is like a big alternate history thing, but like, being real, like, if this record came out in 2007, they might be making records more like Agony and Irony now. Yeah. Which would be whatever, and maybe that would be better, or maybe that would be worse, I don't know. But this is a record I've, from this song at least, if if this all tracks in a similar way or is within that same kind of ballpark of the fact this is the first single, it's the first time they've released a first single in 10 years I've been excited about and liked a lot. And 
if this all tracks this way, like this is the record I've been wanting them to make for a while where it's, they sound invested. They sound excited. They aren't leaning on their past of like, we're going to go to Matt Allison and that's going to solve the problem. Or like, we'll hire Bill Stevenson and like, you know, make a good punk record. Like, I think they just trusted their material and trusted the process that they could get it there. Yeah. You know, I, I think it's, there's a whole lot of confidence in here. There's a yeah. whole lot of like, you know, and, and speaking, I guess, of over the past few records. Yeah. Of like, let's try to fix this in some way and to approach it with like, you know, the idea that, well, maybe this thing is cursed. That's a really good excuse to just say, fuck anybody's expectations. Let's just do something that's hard. Totally. And, and driving and confident. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, and to, and to turn it in that, in that way too, where it's, it's just like, this is, this is a record that feels, at least from this song, feels like it's the one that they really want to make at this time. Yes. Which, you know, I haven't felt that in a long time either. I agree completely. And I, thinking about this more from like looking at how they've been approaching things the past two or three months of like them announcing the tour in support of the record before the record is announced of them, like doing these things before anyone knows it. And then kind of announcing this record. Like I really like that play because it didn't feel like, Oh, we're putting out a record and we're going to go on tour. It's like, you know, just kind of like cash in a little bit and, and move on. Like it felt, very much like we're being very deliberate. We're being very considered about how we are doing this. And we trust that when people hear this record, they are going to want like, like we want the people who want to see us at these shows already. And we want them to be stoked when they hear new stuff at these shows, you know? And I think that's a really smart play. I think they're doing a thing where they can really engender a lot of people to these songs and, and make people stoked on the material by literally being like, oh, it's not a surprise release, but the the way they'd already had stuff lined up without this being out there, without them like really teasing a lot of studio photos or doing any of that. Like, I, I really respect this move. Yeah. Yeah, I do too. You know, it's, it's, it's a way to just like drum up excitement for a band that, you know, I think the excitement that goes into seeing Alkaline Trio is going to see Alkaline Trio with your friends. Totally. So, you know, the idea that it's like, this is a record that it's the one that we want to make right now and we're confident in it and we're confident in the fact that you are not going to look at these songs as your chance to go get a beer. Yes. Or, you know, time to time to look at your phone. Mm-hmm. So that feeling is extraordinarily palpable in the presentation and in this track, there's yeah. and it's 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 just exciting. Yeah, it, I mean, exciting. in the in the press release I got for it when it was announced, there's a quote from Dan saying that this record was written in a similar way to like maybe I'll Catch Fire, talking about how like they just kind of wrote the songs and hit the studio and didn't overthink it and just did it. And I think that that connection is going to probably make some people think it's going to sound away or be similar to a record in a way it's not. But I get what he's saying is that it was just like, it had that same energy. We're like three friends making the record. This is this, this is what we did. Here you go. And, and yeah, it's, I it's like not that. Like, right. It's not the, the, uh, the era of like, well, we don't really know what's going on here. Let's try a guitar effect because guitar yeah. effects are utilized so well 
on this fucking track. All, I, surprisingly, all of the, surprisingly, all of the leads have like a different effect on them, and they all sound fucking befitting to what they're trying to communicate. And the fact that it's like you know driving and big and this, but it's also you know it's got like a darkness, but it's not a darkness that's just like you know Unearned. it's not Mogoth. No, no, it's no. not bullshit. Well, that's the thing too. Is like I kind of like him singing about a plane. Well, while, why while, wouldn't you? While writing a song that is not, you know, you know, he's not like trying to match lyrical theme to material. Like this song is pretty dark, and it sounds like them. It sounds like the band they should have been ten years after Good Morning. You know, five years after Good Morning, arguably. Yeah, and that's kind of cool. It's kind of cool to hear them like writing the material and trusting in it, writing parts that I think are a little more interesting. And you do. You know, it's not like dense art rock by any stretch of the imagination, but they're like making some choices, especially in that bridge, that are like either going to make people hate it or love it. Totally. And I don't even know how I feel about it yet, but I like that they did it. Yeah, and and I think the bridge too. That was kind of the moment where I was just like, "This is, this is the part that I'm unclear on." But there's a lot of different things going on, and I really like the way that like. The leads don't finish mm-hmm. the way that like it seems like there's part of that, you know, part of the instrumentation on that part in particular feels like this should be like a quiet palm muted thing. But the drums aren't aware of that. No, fact. totally. There's a whole like counteracting aspect to all of it where it's just like, I can you think of the last time that you heard an Alkaline Trio song where you're just like. I'm going to have to listen to this a few more times before, you know, I know how I feel about it. It's been a long time. I haven't felt compelled to think by the new material that I've heard the way this has just been like, I want to listen to this again because I want to like be within this for much longer than just the runtime of the track. Well, and I think it speaks to something too that like there's not a lot of bands who operate in this style that I'm like compelled by right now. Yeah. And obviously, you know, there's a lot of personal history, a lot of personal attachment, but like, to me, this is outpacing a lot of their peers right now. Like this song, I think if they were to maintain this through this record and keep this energy going, I think they would kind of get back to being more interesting than say like a band that just does the record every two years. I think this time off has helped them figure out what they are and not what they think they need to be. You know, and what you were saying about the leads, I think, is really true because Matt's obviously changed as a guitar player since the start of this band. Yeah. And I think if anything is good about him being in Blink and maybe bringing in some of those influences is learning how to play leads in a slightly different way than he normally would for this band. It's not like octave chord stuff, though. There's, you know, I'm sure there's going to be plenty of that. Yeah, there's going to be plenty of that. (laughs) But like. He's willing to kind of like let stuff dangle and like, I, I don't know. He just feels like a much more confident guitar player than I've heard him be in fuck maybe ever, yeah. <laughs> you know? And the fact that like Dan and Derek are still a great rhythm section. Absolutely. Like, I don't know. It's, and it's a song that's exciting. Fantastic backup vocaling. Oh, my. the fact that they've, they are doing that on a song and not just live uh-huh. makes me so stoked. I, yeah. You know, I, I love I love discography narratives and the idea that this is the record that comes out and surprises anybody who's paying attention makes you rethink 
the band as a whole this record seems to have the possibility to do that mm-hmm. and that's fucking that's i'm getting i get emotional thinking about something like that thinking about you know a victory lap that's happening for this band that's not just playing god damn it because yeah. it's 20 years old totally and like the idea of like like i said like if i were to see them play soon like i would want to hear this yeah and i'd like to hear a record where like you know do i think it's going to be as perfect as god damn it or like do do i think it's going to mean or got a good morning do i think it's going to mean as much to me as those records like that's impossible but meeting them on their terms and seeing them like i don't know just have that comfortableness with each other you know, I was really worried this record was going to be like a Blink-182 reaction record of Dan feeling like he needs to prove something or like, yeah. you know, just maybe feeling a little more fractured. But this is the most unified and just confident and together that like I've heard them in a long time. And it makes me want to see him play it, which yeah. this is not this is not this is not Matt sending files to to the other guys no. saying like, you know. Here it is. I'll see you in two weeks. Well, and, and here's the other thing I, I just remember is that Cameron Webb produced the last Skeep and the Secrets record, which is, like, really bad. Uh-huh. That is not a good record. Um, He's also produced everything by the Aquabats. I'm on his Discogs right now. Huh. And had uh, and he did all the production for uh, Yo Gabba Gabba. In, but I kind of like that he's someone who just does whatever. Like, he doesn't have totally. a sound, and I think that's why people, like, be it the Aquabats or Yo Gabba Gabba or Motorhead, <laughs> have worked with him because I think he might have a better understanding of, like, you know, how to get a sound out of a band, how to make these songs feel like they should. I'm sure there's going to be moments in other ones where it's, like, the production may be a little too heavy-handed or a little cheesy, but, like, hearing a song like this, which doesn't have, like, Unlike, you know, I want to be a Warhol or like, you know, anything off this addiction, there's not really like the sound effect thing going on. Like it's, it's produced. Yeah. But like, I'm not hearing stuff that's not like guitar, drums, bass, well, more vocals. I think it's, yeah, I think it's the effects that are on here help to make it interesting, but without them, there's still interesting parts that are. Yeah. So it's like thinking about it, seeing a little more, like it makes sense for a record, especially a record being made in 2018 by a band of this size. Like that's what they sound like. I get it. But thinking of just seeing it live, like I think it's going to be good. And I think, you know, the best kind of songs are often the ones that you can peel away the bells and whistles and all the flourishes and still have a great constructed thing there, be it a vocal melody or a riff or just the song and, as a whole you know some people say it's like if you can't play it on acoustic it's not a good song which i don't like fully agree with but like i Who said that you know the yeah it's a dumb thing but like flick them in the air but like i think this song has that spirit in mind of like they could play this in a very stripped down way and you're not going to lose the power yeah and i like that matt his voice definitely sounds a little different you know he's got some of the british thing going he's clearly post vocal surgery you know, he's not going to sound like, God damn it. But he doesn't need to because he's doing what he does here pretty well. It all it all rings uh, confidence and excitement and like, God damn, I'm excited about a new Alkaline Trio record. Me too. Haven't, haven't felt that way since 
I was driving my Volvo station wagon to Best Buy. I haven't felt that way since I had to have my mom drive me to whatever records were to buy these <laughs> records. So, yeah, I, uh, I did not expect this to be how I felt going into clicking on that song the first time. But, um, you know, even after that first playthrough, I was like, I'm with it. I've listened to it a bunch. I'm still with it. Uh, I can definitely see why people would hate it, but I think given the scope of everything we've touched on here, like I'm, I'm, uh, pretty pumped in a way I haven't felt in a long time. Totally. What do you rate it? I, this is going to be a weirder rating if only because like, I don't know how it sits in the context of the record. I don't know if like, this is going to be, if this is going to be a highlight in six months or like maybe one of the weaker ones, but right now, first blush, I'm giving it three and a half out of five. Yeah. You know what? I'm giving it a four. Just, I I was almost there. It's, it's a, it's a relative. Sure. It's a, I think it's an optimistic four. Yeah. But you know. I did a conservative three and a half. Because, yeah, you know, it's, it's like, all right, well, if this is a three and a half, then, you know, what's uh, what's sleepyhead? What's, uh, yeah, well, but, that's always running through my head, but it's also like, I'd like to hope that this isn't the best song on the record. And I have that hope mm-hmm. in, a t- in a way that I haven't before, yeah. where I think like there's going to be some fours, maybe four and a half creeping up. I just, I don't know. I, I like this a lot, but I want to, I want to see everything else. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, Patreon is patreon.com slash as you were. If you want to help to support the show, uh, you can go over to Patreon, pledge a couple bucks a month. If you want to pledge more than that, we got some offerings for you, some bonus episodes, some swag. Go on over there, check out what we got going it's an exciting time for for us for doing the thing and kind of taking, you know, this this uh, goofy idea that we had uh, about doing this and talking shit once mm-hmm. a week and and now turning it into something where, you know, we're engaging with people in a way that's really exciting um, and you know being able to spend time thinking about like you know using this as a creative platform and a way to talk that's also incredible and you know the idea that there are people out there who uh who enjoy listening to to us bullshit for more than half an hour boy i mean the half an yeah. hour alone is is plenty so um we're on twitter uh the podcast has a twitter now it's at as you were pod um we have a Gmail as well, as you were podcast at gmail.com. Hit us up. Like it's been awesome hearing stories and, and sharing, you know, the excitement with Alia and hearing from you. And the next few months I think are gonna be nothing but exciting. Yeah. Yeah. Uh let us know what you think of this one. It's been cool to see people stoked and wanting to hear hitting us up being like, Oh, what do you think? Da 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 da. It's cool to get back together and like have something brand new to talk about. Yeah. Really not a song I've known for years. Uh, and I, I'm sure it feels that way for a lot of people. So yeah, like hit us up on Twitter, send us an email. Love to hear what you think. And uh, I don't, I don't know. That's all I got. Maya. Yeah. So we'll be, we'll be back next week with the episode that we recorded before, but uh, 
You'll enjoy it. I had a great time with that one, too. But, uh, Me, too. So <laughs> we'll reconvene soon, and uh, I'll talk to that. Thanks, Bobus. Thanks,